Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. We made it to Houston to witness the Colts in person. This week we will break down that game in Houston, preview the game against the Ravens in Baltimore, and have another edition of our Unstable Pick 6. So here we go. Yes, here we are again in the backyard, Texas, and the Colts came to our backyard in Houston, and we got to be there. Yep. How was the game in person? It was. It's definitely a different experience um, from watching it at home, because uh, I mean, from my own experience, like I'm a super huge football fan and all this stuff. I love football, but there's sometimes where I'm at home, I'm like. I could be doing this instead of watching this. So I kind of like space out in the game and like go do something else, wander off, something like that. But it was good being able to like, not like forcing to sit down and watch the game, but like getting to just be in that atmosphere. And it was good because we had lots of other Colts fans around us. Yeah. Um, And it was good just to be in that atmosphere, um, even since Houston didn't really bring a crowd. Yeah, that's Um, true. But it was nice getting to see the guys in person. We still had a good view of the field, even though we were high up. So we're able to see who everyone was and all that. And it was it was a really uh, enjoyable experience. Yeah, we didn't need to have our binoculars out or anything. We nope. could still see all the numbers pretty well. And, yep. Uh, we know all that stuff pretty well because we follow them well. And we sat right next to some uh, new Colts friends. Uh, there was a section down, just down from us, I think in the 500 level that were, uh, some Colts fans and then we're on the Colts sideline. So, uh, a fair number of fans are right behind, uh, mm-hmm. the Colts, uh, bench and stuff. And so it was really fun, you know, uh, good experience. Uh, what was your favorite thing to watch in person, uh, that maybe wouldn't have been the same had we been, uh, at home? Well, um... I just liked being able to. Uh, this might be, be like a little bit of weird pick, but All right. I like whenever there's like crucial flags that they might turn up, like reverse the call or something that could be reversed. I like looking at those things and being able to talk about what I think about it. Yeah, because I mean, not to brag or anything, but most of the time I'm right. <laughs> and it was good being able to do that with not only you but also the other Colts fans that were around us that. Um, I'd say they may have had a more biased opinion on it because it's the Colts and but whenever I could be like, Yeah, that's that was a good call by the refs that shouldn't be reversed for the Colts or for the Texans or whatever it was. Yeah. So Awesome. That was yeah. Well here we go. Let's break this thing down. So the Colts did listen to us. Yep. Because they uh stopped the run and they pressured CJ Stroud. And we also held them to only two yards per carry. Yep. And six sacks by entirely different players. All by different players, including one of my favorite moments, the Buck 
walk off oh, set. That was awesome. Chase he, Chase almost got him on the line, chased him down, brought him down, and ran right in the locker room. He just room. like, all right, let's go. Game over. Let's go home. That yep. was so fun to watch. Unfortunately, I would say at least half of the Houston fans missed that one because they had already left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we also allowed zero. Zero sacks. Also, zero sacks through the first two games allowed by our uh, really bad offensive line from last year. What? Yeah, it seems pretty good. Um, we also only had one turnover. No, no, no. We got one turnover. Oh, yeah. We won the turnover we battle. We won the turnover battle. Yes. I, I completely blanked there. That's we won right. the turnover battle. We had, uh, we got one turnover, the quitty pay. Uh, I, he recovered it, right? So, yes, quitty. That was a fun one. So, uh, Samson had the sack. Dio actually punched out the ball. As you look at it, and then Quiddy recovered it. Yeah. So, and I noticed, like, we actually played a lot of downs with seemingly three ends, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, you know, it would be Buck, and then uh, in this instance, uh, Samson, Quiddy, and um, uh, Dio mm-hmm. all in there together. So, uh, kind of an interesting setup. Uh, a lot of blitzes from from Gus Bradley which was is unusual right yep. sometimes he's bringing six guys that's unusual normally he's bringing four and that's it right uh, garden from the back AR didn't play the whole game but yeah. he became the first Colts quarterback ever to run for a TD in his first two games and he was the first Colts player to run for two or more TDs in the first quarter since Edge did it in 99. Wow. That's great stats uh, put up from a rookie quarterback who I was like, eh. I know, I know. Um, also, I mean, Zach Moss had a pretty good game. Yeah. Uh, and his touchdown, he yep. decided to go back in the end zone <laughs> and did the Arian Foster bow. I-, I loved it. It was so great, especially being there. Uh, and getting to feel that energy. Uh, he went 18 for 88 in that TD. Yeah. Uh, scored himself another 19 yards passing, so we went over 100 yards all-purpose, and he had that nice little boop, yep. little Arian uh, Foster, um, just to get uh, much much like uh, AR did, the uh, Flight Eagles fly. Are we going to have one every week, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> a little, like, uh, a little uh, tongue-in-cheek mockery of the opposing team. Yeah. And then Ryan Kelly went out with a concussion. So, AR self-reported his, right? He mm-hmm. he reported that there were, you know, something that was something wasn't right. Big deal as a player, you know, as a player, you want to play. Yeah. And so, even if something was wrong, you're going to try to play through. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He said something was up. Uh, Ryan Kelly did the same thing. And so... With Pinter already out for the season, you know what that means? Our O-line had french fries. So, (laughs) Gardner Minshew comes out, and uh, he's getting hungry because he sees in order, as he's staring at his O-line, French and fries. So, uh, that was pretty cool. That would have been a funny sight to see. I'm sure maybe he went to some fast food joint that we we won't name. 
<laughs> maybe one that's uh, in Texas only um, that could sponsor us if they so desired because um, they do have really good fries. Huh, really? I don't know what I would be talking about. I, I don't know. I don't what know what either. burger place I might be talking about <laughs> who might want to sponsor us. Um, uh, Colts also yeah. went in the red zone four times mm-hmm. and they scored all four at the times. That is a big deal. That's something they Especially really struggled the with last yep. year. Uh, four for four in the red zone is great. Minshew was super efficient. Once he came in, he went 19 for 23. That's 82-ish percent. 171 yards and a TD with a passer rating of 112.1. He also told Anthony Richardson, in quotes, I'm going to hold it down for you. That's such a baller move. Uh, Something you want. That's what we knew we wanted. What we knew we got in Minshew is a... Uh, former starting quarterback that could come in and do his thing, but also a great veteran teammate who is more than happy to let AR do his thing. Yep. But he's like, I got your back. Oh, yeah. 100%. Z- Zaire Franklin added 13 more tackles to his now league leading 30 tackles. 30? 31. 30, 30 tackles is what I saw on. The official... Well, he had 13 tackles the other day, and then first week was... They recorded 17. I don't know. Okay. You know how like they do like a half a tackle or whatever, you know? So So he had two half tackles? I don't... uh, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Okay. But he's got 30 by the official record keeping Still league leading. Yes. By two over uh, Bobby Wagner. Yep. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right, sir. Let's get to it. Let me hear your Mayflower move of the game. Um, I think this is kind of an obvious one. <laughs> uh, it was kind of early now, on. Now, keep in mind, that, like, just for people who are new here, the Mayflower move is like this pivotal, uh, game-changing mm-hmm. moment. Okay? It's like, oh, okay, you know This is the happen. difference maker in the game. Yeah. I think I, yours diff- comes early, but I'm yeah, fine with my, that. Mine comes early. It's the Quiddy Pay fumble recovery because we scored, I think, the very next play after The that. very next play, yes. And... And I was like, okay. I kind of like, I was at the edge of my seat at the beginning because I'm like, okay, football. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I was still excited, but I got to relax a little because I'm like, my Colts have it. We're good. Right. After that, I'm like, we're up 14 nothing. That's a pretty good lead yeah. in the first quarter. I'm like, I'm just going to let the Colts do whatever they can. Yeah. We're At that point, we were up 14 nothing before our row was even uh, half full with Houston fans. You know, they came in later. They were like, oh, wait, what happened? Well, the game kind of already almost is over. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So um, for mine, I'm going to do, I did say in my matchups to watch, um, I did mention the two coaches. And so I'm going to, uh, my Mayflower move is a, Coach Shane Steichen. I think I know where you're going. All right. Um, now, keep in mind, uh, he also was pivotal in that uh, strip sack because uh, he had to challenge it to get it overturned because they didn't rule it a fumble. Mm-hmm. So, yep. like, he was in that one. But I'm going to give you another one. Okay. I know you love this one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, it's into the fourth quarter and... The Colts are kind of a little bit struggling. Uh, 
Houston, uh, yeah, Houston is able to put together some stuff. Nico Collins went off, and you know, like so did CJ Stroud. Yeah, they, they they gave up over three hundred yards to CJ. Three hundred eighty-four um, yards. Right. They did what they needed to early, though. Against yeah, and Tim it was Tim. just junk. Yeah, junk it was yardage, them basically. trying to make up time, and we were just kind of playing back on defense, preventing the big play and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they can't quite get anything going on offense. So they got a fourth down and four or something like that. It's close enough where uh, they did a few. You know, one of those like they're going to try to do a hard count and try to get you to jump off sides. Uh, Houston was disciplined. They didn't let it happen. But it's fourth and whatever, and they send out the punt team. And it, then, it could have been the point where you go right, for it type of all thing. All of a sudden, the offense runs back onto the field. The punt team runs off. Pat McAfee is having terrible flashbacks mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. quote-unquote worst NFL play in history. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go out and search him, tell his own story, which is great. Um and so the offense is now on the field, and nobody knows what's going to happen, but Houston is trying to react and sub people in. They don't know what's happening. And so D'Amico Ryans has to do what? He has to call a timeout, timeout yep. which eliminates one of their three timeouts that they have to try to shorten the game mm-hmm. and provide themselves enough time to get, I think they needed two scores at that point. Yep, It's an 11-point game. Yep. And so Shane Steichen, in a very chess move, said, I'm going to checkmate you right now. Well, maybe not checkmate, but I'm going to check you. Yeah. And uh, so forced the timeout. Um, and, you know, so that what does that do? It's, it's a very smart football play, mm-hmm. right? Where you're going to say, okay, I need this to work in this instance so that down the line, they don't have everything that they need. So yeah. uh, I love that kind of uh, good headspace kind of stuff. Oh, and yeah. Shane Steichen is sure, full of sure. those things. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Your start of the game then. Um, see, I was I was bouncing between people. Yeah. Uh, Zaire Franklin was one of mine just because he's the lead leader in tackles. I love that about him. Yep. Um, Where'd you land then? I landed with my running back, uh, Zach Moss. Uh, 88 yards, over 100 all-purpose yards. He played every single down. Mm-hmm. He every did. Every single snap he was on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, uh so he just I think he played very well mm-hmm. and he I love the way he runs the ball. It's it's how I should be running the ball. Um he just runs and he, he keeps his legs moving, he bounces off of people, but he he doesn't bounce off and trip. He bounces off, stays up, keeps going, uh gets the yards after contact. Uh such a great running back the way he plays. Um so many times we'd see like this, you know, huddle, mm-hmm. this scrum, and it just keeps Moving, you know, somewhere in there, Zach Moss is making that thing move. So, yeah, yeah. Turning two and into four or five, you yeah. know. And I just want to give like an honorable honorable mention for Gardner Minshew. He was my second choice because right. of how he just stepped in there and didn't fulfill the role of Anthony Richardson because no, I don't think be anyone different. can. Yeah, he just took it. He just took the offense for a different turn, which I think wasn't necessarily better for the Texans or like worse for them or against them, whatever. But I think it was just it was just different. Yeah. So it was like the Texans had to adjust. Yeah. Yeah. Or excuse me, team from Houston had to adjust. 
Um, all right, so I played around with speed because he was kind of all over the place. I was still thinking about just giving it to AR because he still scored two touchdowns in those two first two yeah. uh, touchdowns there. Um, but I had to give it to my man, Mr. Josh First Downs. Okay. Because every time you turn around and it's third down and we need something big, who steps up? Mr. Josh First Downs. Josh First Downs. There's only one time where he he barely missed the first down, and that to me that was questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Mr. Josh First Downs is my star of the game. Nice. Which leads me to this one other thing that we saw while we were there. Welcome to a bonus team from Houston update. Oh, I remember it's talking about this. Yeah, we were walking in and we heard, uh, we heard uh, this song uh, that says, "Guess who's back? Back again." No, you're not gonna. But there you go. Yeah. Okay, you know what song I'm talking about. Okay, and I thought this would be the perfect song for Houston to play whenever the Titans come to town. Uh huh. Why? Because the Titans used to be the Oilers. Yeah. And so uh, I think that would be the most appropriate song for them when they come back to town. Well, it's good to have a win under the belt, but the real challenge starts next week in a place once familiar to the Colts. And we will definitively answer the question on everyone's mind heading into week three after this. Oh, okay. We still don't have any sponsors, but if you'd like to sponsor our little podcast, email theunstableblues at gmail.com. Until then, we'll just keep telling you about what we do. After my breakout performance in week two of our football season, one of my teammates asked me what I was eating. It's not the only thing, but the Plexus products my mom works with helps keep me clicking by, the, by building my body well from the foundational level, the gut. Follow Alexis Hall on Facebook and Instagram or email theunstableblues at gmail.com to get connected. Welcome back. Much like how we refer to the team from Houston, the Ravens do not like the Colts in Baltimore. The scoreboard avoids the Colts mascot by displaying only Indy. As the entire city still blames Indianapolis for stealing their football team, as they still would like to claim the Colts. But before we get into it, the question on everyone's mind is Will Anthony Richardson be back and play for this game? So, I told you, we're going to definitively answer this question. Maybe or maybe not. Mm-hmm. I might have been just uh, pulling you along. What do you think? <laughs> Will he be back? Probably not. He's I, in concussion protocol. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I think it's safe to keep him out. It was already the question, are we going to start Anthony Richardson or keep him benched? Which means our backup's good enough. Uh, I think we just let Gardner Minshew kind of roll with it um, and give AR that extra time. Even if he doesn't have a concussion, just give him that extra time to rest up and just get prepared for the next week. I am going to say I got two different thoughts on this. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say that he very well could play. Okay. Um, 
I reference how uh, what I heard from Shane Steichen was that Drew Ogletree was actually ready to go. He cleared protocol, but he was a coach's decision to keep him out. And so then it comes down if the if you know because Anthony Richardson is younger and therefore in theory could heal quicker. You can't guarantee yep. that with a brain injury. I understand that, but. In theory, the younger you are, the quicker you recover from injury. And so he could very well be a coach's decision. And so then it becomes, well, does he give you the best shot to win against the Ravens? I don't think there's a doubt that he does. But then it also becomes a coach's decision. Do you risk it against that quality of a defense to play him? Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. That's my answer. That's my definitive answer. I don't know. You like that? It, it's it's an interesting take. Uh, I I can agree with it though. All right, I copped out. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, keys to the game for the game against the Ravens. Uh, what are your keys to the game? What are you looking at? Obviously, there's the big one whenever on defense contain Lamar. He okay. loves to run. Yep. Uh, I've seen videos where they put him at running back at Madden, and he's one overall less at running back <laughs> than he is at quarterback. All right. Um. So contain him. Okay, but you can't just contain him. Well, no. You also because he can also sling the ball. Right. So you have to pressure slash contain. Whatever, whatever you find out that's going to work against that, do it. Yep. I don't have any ideas because I'm not a huge defensive guy. I mean, I know some defense, but not yeah that much. Um, also, they have a good receiving core. So we need to stay tight on those receivers, whether okay. it be a zone and no, being aware of where everyone is or a man-to-man and sticking with them. Um, and then... Obviously, I would say Odell's probably not playing with the ankle. Probably not. But they still have Zay Flowers, Mark oh, yeah. Andrews, all them. Yep. Uh, and just because Dobbins is out doesn't mean their running back is bad. Right. Uh, and then whenever you switch over to offense, I think we just kind of need to do what we did last week and accept keep that foot on the pedal i think we kind of like eased up a little bit yeah and if we keep our foot on the pedal and keep going in that offense that we were doing because zach moss he will get those good yards and since he gets those good yards you have to bring more people whenever you bring more people opens up the pass game way more because kylan granson mm. i saw he could get open really fast he did score his very first touchdown right in front of us mm-hmm. that was pretty special oh yeah yeah he he can get open really well. I don't know how he does it, but he's just so quick to get open. So I think continue that run game, especially with Zach Moss, getting those crucial four or five-yard gains yeah. so that they have to come up because you only need two of those for a first down. Yeah, And then we get Josh Downs, we get MPJ, people like that put into the scheme. And um, if ARs uh, playing, maybe we run a little bit of what the Ravens run against them yeah see how well they have actually prepared for that all right yeah um i'm gonna say um and i probably say this every week protect the ball take the ball yeah protect the ball on offense take the ball away on defense if you can do that successfully you can win the game that's how this works you win the turnover battle you have a much higher probability of winning the game Um, And uh, I think one of our biggest struggles is going to be to continue to establish the running game against this kind of defense that they have. Um, But then 
we need some big down the field plays and that mm-hmm. establishing the running game can help with that amazingly and then since they're without Odell you gotta lock down Flowers oh yeah you gotta find a way to lock him down he's, in one way or the other he is their number one I mean I, I, I'd, I'd consider I him say, yeah. number one because he gets the most touches yeah um, also, this will be another week to see how good our offensive line really is. Like, because mm-hmm. not saying Jacksonville or Houston has bad pass rush, but no, Baltimore has a better pass rush than both of them. So, I think this week will be the true test: yeah. is our offensive line right. good? You're, you're playing a potential Super Bowl, uh, a potential championship level team uh, at their place. All right, so what are some of the matchups you're looking at? Um, I want to see whoever's on Zay. Um, Kenny, probably? Either Kenny or Dallas. I don't know if Dallas is to that point just yet, but Kenny made a couple of crucial big plays Mm there at the end. Uh, I'd love to see Kenny on him if Kenny can lock him up. Yeah. Zay is pretty fast and shifty, kind of like Josh Downs. Yeah. Um, Those two remind me of each other. Um, you think you get double between uh, Kenny and uh, Blackman? I think that could happen, but I I don't think that's wise because I think Blackman would be good on Andrews, which leads me to another thing. Okay, well, whoever we put on Andrews because Andrews is still he's still there, he's still a threat. Oh yeah, um, I believe I put him in and my fantasy team. Um, so uh, and then switching over defensively, um, well. Switching over to offense. Yeah, our offense, yeah. Yeah, our offense. Um, if AR is in, whoever they're going to put against AR, because um, we everyone knows in the league now. That's two touchdowns that he scored. Everyone knows now. It's yep. out. He's got Anthony three, Richards he's is got gonna three run. He's got three Rushing touchdowns touchdown. within five quarters mm-hmm. of play. Yeah. Everyone knows he is, he is not yep. a fluke. He is... Yep. Like the cool kids say now, he is him. All right. Um, but I also want to see how our rush game, uh, our not rush, run game can do against uh, their pass rush. Uh, I want to see Zach Moss pounding the ball. Um, if he plays every down, great. If he doesn't, I want to see Dion. Because I know Dion isn't much of a pounder like Zach is. Yeah. I feel like he's more like Jonathan Taylor, like we discussed, where he's kind of finds a hole, hits it fast. Mm-hmm. I want to see kind of. Uh, Dion and Zach switch off, so then it's like the Ravens like, okay, he's in. We gotta guard this way, and then maybe switch up a little bit and pound with Dion. Yeah, something that we can. I think Shane needs to, and also coaches. I think Shane needs to play that mind game again. He did so well in Houston. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he did it really well in Jacksonville. Yeah, um, I want to see him continue to play. I think he's outmatched our co- the other coaches every single game so far. Now he's going up against John Harbaugh, mm-hmm. who has been with the Ravens for quite some time. Uh, so this is a different story entirely than going up against D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. Um, all right. So in addition to that, here's my couple matchups to watch. I, I don't disagree with anything that you said. Um I'm interested in see who they put as a spy on Lamar. Yeah. Right? Um, and then whether that's going to be Speed, whether it's going to be uh, Zaire, who that's exactly going to be. Um, and then uh, I want to see I want to see Zach Moss versus Broquan. 
Smith. Yeah. I want to see how that game goes. Um, and then, really, I'm interested to see um, the cornerbacks and wide re- versus wide receivers on both sides of the ball. I think that uh, their cornerbacks are much like ours in kind of like no name kind of thing. It doesn't mean that they're not good. As we know, like we know Dallas Flowers is a good cornerback. He just needs time. Uh, Dale Baker Jr. I believe in still, even though we got burned quite a bit this past week. So I think, you know, the cornerbacks are somewhat similar. So who's got the better hand at wide receiver? And so I think that battle uh, could really determine a lot. Okay, yeah. So, um, all right. You wanted to include a brand new little piece uh, as we track next week's game. And so why don't you introduce this next little uh, little bit here? All right. Uh, we haven't come up with like a name name yet, I guess. Sure. Um, okay. But we're just going to call this player to track for now. Okay. Explain. Um, meaning... We're going to like talk about a player that we think is going to do well okay. uh, in this upcoming game. Uh, so just predict your star of the week. Pre- in the basically okay. a prediction of the star of the week. All right. Um, so who you got? Just thought I had. Um, see, I was kind of thinking about this. Uh, maybe a cheap move. I'm going to predict Zaire Franklin. Okay. He's been going off. I want to see him continue to do that. Okay. I love I love Zaire for what he's doing. I want to see him come out as a lead tac- league tackler. Uh, he could have, should have had it last year. Yeah. Um, but Nick Bolton ended up getting it. Um, but I love to see Zaire continue that and get that tackling. Yeah. I got you. All right. Uh, I am going to say uh, Drew Ogletree. Okay. I think he's going to be back. And I think that uh, I think that all of our tight ends could have a lot of success. Uh, I think, uh, and he, you know, he he's gotten thrown to once, caught it, got concussed right away, and so uh, I want to see him catch his break this week and just go off and have everyone on notice of who Tree really is. I think yeah. that would be amazing. Oh yeah. All right. Your prediction then for the game. Um. I have the Ravens winning. Uh, twenty. Let's go twenty, 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 twenty-five. Okay. Twenty-five to seventeen. All right. Uh, a little bit of an odd score. I'm going to go with a score that we noticed happened, and I told you, hey, this, check this out. It's a palindrome score. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go Ravens thirty-one, Colts thirteen. So there you okay. go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we think is going to happen. But what about the rest of the league? But before the unstable pick six, we have one other interesting question to ask after this. Do you need a cuddly furry friend? At Country Mountain Dogs, we have Bernadoodles, which are my favorite temperamented dogs. Right now... Check them out. And check out Country Mountain Dogs on Facebook and Instagram soon for our brand new litters of Yorkies. Those are Liam's favorite. All right. Back 
for mm-hmm. the final segment, Yen yes. Pick Six, my favorite segment. Yep. But the question we need to ask it's been difficult for the running backs this season getting injured. Yeah. Uh, Saquon. Yep. Nick Chubb. Yep. J.K. Dobbins. Mm-hmm. Just name a couple. Uh, but there's still some running backs out there. Yeah. Uh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Rams want to get rid of Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we still kind of need a true number one. I yeah. mean, Zach is really good. Yeah. I love Zach. JT still there? JT is on IR right now. Uh, we don't know exactly what's going on with that. But Kareem Hunt could seem like a good dual threat yeah. with Zach. Um, I, I saw what he did in Cleveland. He's really good on third downs. I think he can be more than just a third down back. So what's the question? Do the Colts... Trade Jonathan Taylor for a running back for Cam Akers, or do they trade him, get something in return, maybe a first round pick, something like that, and okay. then get Kareem? All right, so here's the thing, okay? With all the running backs getting injured now, like in the offseason, the running backs were like, Hey, why don't you pay us? and now the running backs are getting hurt. and they're like, hey, this is why we this did. is why you pay us because we need our guaranteed money. We need to make mm-hmm. that money. And then the league and is the, like, and the, this is right. why we don't pay you. Exactly. So now there's this like, but now you see these available running backs or running backs that are not happy here, not happy here, and like really what's going to happen? You got these mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. And can I also just address that? You're a running back? I know. Nick, well, yeah, I am a running back. (laughs) And, I mean, I went through something, I don't know, probably worse than uh, Saquon, but definitely not as bad as Chubb. No, my. I I looked, uh, Isaiah sent us something. It was his Georgia injury. Yeah. Compared to Cleveland, I'm like. Same thing. Same thing. Same leg, right? Yep. Same leg. It's not designed to do that. It it just looks terrible. Yeah. And a part of me, I'm like. I wish that does not happen to me. Yep. Uh, and what's terrible about it is it goes back to normal. So you're like, what happened? Yeah. Like, you may not know, but if you're, you've you had a knee injury like Chubb did before, he, he while well, he was getting carted away, he knew exactly oh, yeah. what happened. He was like, I'm done. I'm done. This is, this that's, is, it. that's it for his career. Right. And he was, it's a good career ending point for him due to the fact that he was on top. Yeah. I think a lot of people would say he was the best running back in the league. Yeah. I think he deserved that title too. Yeah. Especially, uh, I think he had a really good week one performance. Oh, yeah. I mean, still putting up 50, 56 yards and I think two touchdowns in week two. Right. Still putting up a great performance. Uh, So he ended high like I think a lot of people failed to do. Uh, Like, Tom Brady, for example. I mean, yes, he won a Super Bowl with the Bucks, but right, he could have retired, went unretired, and didn't quite do what he mm-hmm. meant to do. Yeah, when he came back. But yeah. it's just terrible to see this happening to running backs after running backs. And um, I even had a thought to them like, do I want to switch my? Do I want to switch my position so I don't get hit as much? But then like, no, I I don't play running back because it's the person that gets the ball the most. I mean, it is in six man. And I think in, I mean, high school, yeah, there's some, times, yeah. yeah, but it's not just cause I get the ball more. It's cause I love playing running back. Yeah. And I think I play really well at running back. Um, 
because I just have a really good vision. I'm able to see the hole and yeah. hit it and go. Yeah. So. So you have these running backs, well, and and you know, credit to them. You know, you 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 are gifted in this area. Then do your thing, okay? Um, but now it, people are hurt. Now people need people, and people are available. So Kareem Hunt has a history with the Browns. Mm-hmm. Maybe he goes back now that they need to fulfill and kind of fill this void left by Chubb. Yep. Maybe, maybe they don't want to go back to the well with him, and they'd rather pick up Cam Akers because he's not happy in L.A. Uh-huh. Maybe they go after JT because they don't want somebody. Maybe they may rather have somebody more JT. I don't know. I don't know. I think yeah. a lot of things now at this point are up to the Browns. Honestly, I think the Browns hold the running back card. I also think that I think that it could have worked out really well to have two disgruntled running backs and JT and Cam Akers just swap, much uh-huh. like LA did with uh, Matt, with Stafford and yeah. Goff. Just say, you know what? Let's just swap. I mean, won them a Super Bowl. Yeah, maybe maybe it'll do this year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it's easier to get a hold of Kareem rather than JT or Cam because. Uh, especially JT, the Colts are won a lot from because he he is a very good running back. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously he doesn't have any leverage, but he's still very good from previous years. Yeah, even last year whenever he didn't do the greatest, he still put up decent numbers. Um, so I think it's easy to get Cream because he doesn't have, uh, quote unquote, the most leverage. Yeah, um, because he's a free agent. Uh, JT doesn't have as much leverage because he's hurt. His uh, doing all this stuff, but he still has uh, a team, and I think it's easier to get Kareem because you don't have to trade. You yeah. don't have to go through a whole team process. It's just Kareem and his agent rather than team Kareem agent. Yeah, but I think just like all this stuff comes down to the mo- comes down to the money, and if you still got to pay Supply JT and demand. The, the four that he, you owe him, uh, and you're gonna pick up Kareem, um, then you might as well have just paid JT what he wanted. Uh, whereas if you can work out a swip swap w- for Cam, then you know it might be yep. more uh, financially efficient. Yeah. All right. Enough of running back talk. Yes. That was a little uh, depressing. <laughs> well, no. I don't know. It, it sounded a little depressing. All right. Anyway, here we go. Exciting part. Pick six. Here right. we come. Last week. Last week. First game, Vikings at Eagles. We both picked Eagles, and we both got that right. Yep. Uh, we both picked the Bengals over the Ravens, and who would have known they would uh, they would lay a goose egg there 0-2. as well. 0-2. Uh, next game, Packers at Falcons. I chose Falcons. And I picked the Packers. And I got that one. Uh, Niners at Rams. We both picked the Niners and got it yeah. uh, because the Niners Always show up in L.A. Next game, Jets. Not Jets. Jets at Cowboys in Dallas. We both picked Dallas, and we both got that one. Yep. And we both picked the Saints over the Panthers on Monday night and got that one. That puts me at 6-6, six and six, and you are now two games ahead of me with 8-4. and four. Yeah. 
The good thing is both of us are 500 or over. I know. I know. Pretty good. I'm going to take solace in that. All right. (laughs) So, uh, this week's games. First off, Giants in San Francisco playing the Niners. All right. On the Thursday night game. On the Thursday uh, night game. I don't think there's any doubt on this one. I'm going Niners. Uh, I am with you there. Niners are just such a good team. Yep. Uh, Although the Giants did make a pretty good comeback. They made a comeback against the the Cardinals. Cardinals. To be fair, it was the biggest comeback in franchise history. Uh, Yeah, but it was against the Cardinals. Yeah. I mean... Half of me during that game went, oh, are the Cardinals for real? And then I realized they're playing the Giants who just got blanked by the Cowboys. So, it's I, a, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Are, are the Giants everyone thought they were? Right. <laughs> and then we got to keep track of, of the AFC South. And so, we got Houston going down to Jacksonville to play the Jags. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to use some common sense here. Uh, Indy, uh, well... Jacksonville beat Indy in Indy. Mm-hmm. Indy beat Houston in Houston. Okay. So if you trick all this uh, stuff down, Jacksonville's going to win home against Houston. Okay. Home team, better team, going with the Jags on this one. Yep. Next one, Bills in Washington playing the Commandos. All right. Uh, okay, the Bills are 1-1. One one. Yeah. Uh, they won at home. They lost on the road. This is on the road, but they're playing the Commandos. And I think I'm going to go with the Bills on this one. Bills. See, this is kind of a toss-up for me because yeah, Commanders are they're 2-0. I uh, know, but is it legit? Yeah, is it legit? Um, it's also a matter of who they've been playing. But Sam Howell has looked yeah. shocking, shockingly good. The offensive line has looked kind of bad, though. Yeah. Because all the plays I've seen from Washington is Sam Howell having <laughs> to escape from five different guys, yep. somehow breaking two tackles and throwing it down the field and making Reminds a catch. Me a little of Andrew Luck days. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think for that purpose alone, I think the Bills defense is too good. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go Bills as well. All right. We're all the same here. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So two surprisingly 0-2 teams, both yep. playoff last year. The Chargers go to Minnesota and play the Vikings. Yes. So you got Somebody has to win this game. Oh, yeah. Somebody Someone's has to win this game. Someone's going to be 1-2. Someone's going to be 0-3. Somebody's going to be 0-3. Or, or maybe we have a... Oh, oh, two and one. Oh, first but tie I'm, of the game? I'm not, I'm not okay. saying tie. I'm All not right. saying a tie. Okay. Um, I'm going to have Vikings winning this. I feel like they played pretty well against the Eagles. And the Eagles, we know, aren't a fluke team. We know they are the real thing. Because um, the Patriots almost came back and beat, uh, who was it? Whoever the... the uh, Eagles the first week. They played... And then, the uh, Dolph- who was it? Dolphins? Dolphins? Yeah, it was Dolphins. Yeah. They almost came back and beat the Dolphins. Yeah. I think, I don't know what it is. Is this a pattern where they're going to, you know, lose and then try <laughs> to make a last effort and can't do it because Mac Jones doesn't want to <laughs> play well in those last two minutes? Um, but I'm going to go Vikings because they played well against the Eagles and the Patriots did play the Eagles and lost. So, I mean, it's another one of those trickling down things. I am going to say the same thing i think that the vikings have actually played really really top notch mm-hmm. and just come up on the short end of things and i think the chargers are very under the radar disappointing 
and I'm not exactly, I can't exactly pinpoint it for real. Yeah. Like, Herbert looks good. Like, he receivers are good. look good. Like, is, is it really the fact that Austin Eckler is that, that big of a key to their offense and now that he's gone, they're not going to do well? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Running backs do matter. Yep. Next game, Falcons in Detroit playing the Lions. See, and here we have a 2-0 and team versus a 1-1 and team, and the Lions just, I mean, they had to go all the way into overtime to lose to the Seahawks, and so yep. it's in Detroit. I'm going to go Lions. Okay. I think the Lions are for real, and uh, the fact that they barely lost to the Seahawks makes that. Uh, they barely lost to the Seahawks and beat the Chiefs. I yeah. get the whole KT thing happened, one reception, one yard. Uh, I still think the Lions are a really good team, really good receiving core. Jared Goff is real stuff. Um, I don't care what people say, oh, Jared Goff is not. He's not good. He's got good receivers. Uh, he's playing really well. Uh, you still have to get the ball there. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, and Detroit's running backs are really good as well. So Sounds like you're going Lions. I- I'm going Lions here. All right. Um, no, no love for the Falcons. You love the Bijan. I-, I do love the Bijan. I love the Bijan mustard. Yep. But I think they, they think this might be the end, okay. of the end of the streak. All right. All right. Last one, Eagles and Bucks. This 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 was a hard game to pick because the Bucks have been playing really well. Baker looks really good, but the Eagles are still the Eagles, and I'm gonna go Eagles here. Okay. I don't know. I just have a feeling that Jalen Hurts is gonna have a really good game, and hopefully AJ Brown gets those uh, catches rather than Devontae Smith. I I'd rather AJ just because I like him more, but. I'd like him to get those catches too because he's on my fantasy team. It would have been really good if he got them last week. <laughs> Turns out it didn't matter because uh, my opponent, uh, your mother, decided to play two people that were hurt. So uh, I ended up winning anyway. And I made the fantasy pick of the week because I picked up Swift. Oh, yeah. That is right. I picked yeah. up Swift off off the waiver and threw him into the lineup. And he scored the 27. So yep. um, all that to say, the Eagles seem to be really doing really good, but they also really aren't doing that well. They don't seem to actually be able to put it like all together. Like the Vikings almost came back and beat them. The, uh, the Patriots almost came back and beat them. Yeah. And so since it's in Tampa, I'm going Bucks. Okay. I'm going to roll with the Baker and see what happens here. I think that, I mean, I think the Bucks are one of the only teams that have continued to remain healthy through the first two weeks yeah. and into week three. And so let's see what they can do. Yeah. They get a pirate ship in their stadium. This is awesome. Yeah. Let's okay. let's see let's see him let's win. See. Well, that's all for this week. Next week, we will break down whatever happens and whoever starts and ends the game in Baltimore. We'll also preview the Rams' visit to Indy, and maybe I can catch up to Liam just a little bit with my Bucks pick in the unstable pick six. 
Maybe I would rather eke ahead a little bit more. Eh. Just to prevent some, just pre whenever I want to. What if they were in the creamsicles? That'd be great. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. That would be good. Well, this is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable.